Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. Oh, I should be. So I was talking to Alicia yesterday and we are partnering together to do this launch of my new Christian apparel line. And so I was just kind of talking about shirts and wholesalers and all different kinds of things. And she was like, I woke up, it's March 1st. I am like ready to explode. I feel so much passion. I feel so much motivation. I am like ready to do this. And um, I was like, yeah, I don't like, I don't, I wish I wish that I had some of your like inspiration right now and your motivation because I am finding it so hard to even do the things that I love to do. Like, like I love to create and that's usually always my go-to. Like if I don't really know what to do, I really don't know what I'm feeling. I'll be like, I'll just come and edit videos. And I just like edit my, my podcast videos. Cause I have like 20 saved on my screen that I need to edit and put up and take clips out for reels. Like I could do that forever, but I'm not even feeling like doing that. And she was like, well, did you check your pattern? And, and your pattern is an app that we use. And it's, it's just like a fun app. It's really like, just for fun. I like it because it gets me thinking. Um, now do I believe it's God himself texting me? No, (laughs) like, you know, obviously, but it's based on when you were born and um like who you are and it tells you and it is just so spot on right and it will tell you like cycles that you're entering and cycles that you like be aware of like for me it says that I'm normally in a super like heightened state of motivation at the beginning of the year and yeah a lot of people are but a lot of people are heightened at different parts and people I know it'll like show that like that they're like ignited in July or they're ignited in August. And they'll be like, that is so true. Like every August, I'm just like on fire. So anyway, she's like, did you check your pattern? Cause we always will say that back and forth. And so I checked it and well, I didn't check it. I was actually at Skylar school and I get a notification like 30 minutes later from the pattern telling me like, Hey, I have a message for you. I'm like, okay, that is so funny. So when I clicked on it and read it, it was just so spot on. And it said about how I need to slow down and be more still and um, stop overthinking things. And I really, it like checks me, like obviously it's not the know all be all, it's not God, but it just kind of put it out there where I'm like, is this what I'm doing? And I'm like, it's no wonder why there was a call that we did the other day called slow down. And like, I was preaching to myself and then literally still wasn't slowing down and then wondering why I was feeling so bad. And so it really made me realize that like, okay, if I feel bad, like go back to my toolbox, because I feel like these calls are giving you tools in your toolbox. They help you get out of the valley faster and they help you avoid the valley sometimes, but not all the time the valley can be avoidable. 
Like sometimes you will have to go there and the Valley isn't always a bad place to be. The Valley is a great, like I now look at the Valley as a red flag and it took me a really long time to be like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like, this is how I get out. And I, like, it took me so long to even figure that out, to recognize that I'm in the Valley. Cause that's step one of like getting out is, oh oh, I'm in the Valley. Like, you know, you have to recognize it just like going through recovery, like step one, admitting you're an alcoholic, like admitting you have a problem. And so admitting, oh yeah, I am in the Valley. And so my goal is that all of the things that we learn together on here through each other and through God and all of the things that happen will just be added into a toolbox. So then when you recognize that you're in the valley, you can pull yourself out a lot faster. And so I was in the valley. I mean, I wasn't very deep in the valley, but I woke up just dreading the day yesterday. Just like, oh, like, what do I have to do today? Just kind of like in like a not good mood. I called my mom, which was good. Usually I don't call anybody or do anything because I just feel like people are just like sick of hearing my crap. Like, I'm just like, why, why am I even going to call again and be like, oh, this is happening. Like either my friends have it way worse than me and they're going through like, you know, crazy, horrific things right now. Like, I'm not going to come and bring you my problem of like, I don't feel motivated to write my book. <laughs> like you're going through a divorce or you're going through an abusive relationship. Like I'm like, but again, that's just the devil trying to keep you isolated. Like no one wants to hear your crap. Do not call and do not vent and do not talk because no one wants to hear it. So Usually I like hold myself back. And then I also realized through this recovery program, I'm going through at my church called new life. You can find it online too. My church didn't start it or anything. It was watermark church that started it um, to have a new life in Christ. You can be in there for over 104 different reasons of all kinds of stuff. And I just knew God wanted me in this group. And it's a, for a whole year, every Monday we meet and through new life, I realized that I have a lot of pride and I also have this um, like need for the approval of others, feeling very insecure in who God created me to be. And I also am a perfectionist and a control freak. So <laughs> I have like all these four things together and it's causing issues in my life. But the reason why I don't reach out and tell people about my problems is because I want I want, I don't want my mom to be like, oh, yep, I knew she didn't have it together. You know, it's like that people pleasing, not like, I don't have to call you and tell you about my problems, like with my marriage or with my kids, because like, I'm the good kid. You have four kids. Like, I'm the one that like has it together. I'm the mature one. I'm the one. So like, without even realizing it, like I do this, but it holds me back. So I felt like I needed to call her and I was so glad that I did. And I was just really honest with her and she had such good advice for me. And she said that she's like, you know, you're in a different stage in your life right now. And instead of just beating yourself up about all the work you should be doing, all of the things that you should be doing, realize that God created you to just be a mom right now, like a, a season of being a mom. And, and we, we talked more about like, you know, what that looks like and being a mom and how hard it is and I realize that you can be like different levels of a mom. So you could like, obviously we're all moms and we all try our hardest and we all do our best. 
I think that that's like, even the moms that really are out there, like sucking, like, like drug addicts, like abandonment, like all these things, they're still doing the best they can. So I think that that's just like super important to recognize that everyone's doing the best they can with what they have and what you have might be way less than someone else, but you're doing the best that you mentally can. Every mom has a baby and is like, or adopts a baby and is like, I want to love this thing. I want to be a good mom. Whether you accomplish that or not, it has so much to do with the world and the devil and demons and chains and addictions and all of that. But we have this desire of, I want to be a good mom. And so I realized though, is that I was a mom. I've, I've been a mom for 12 years now and I've, I've not really been a present mom. Like I was physically around, not for the four, the first four years of my kids' lives. I was working full-time, only saw them an hour a night, only saw them every other weekend because I traveled every other weekend. So I really wasn't physically in my kids' lives a lot when they were little because they worked so much. But then I was home, but I was still building a career and I was physically here, but mentally I wasn't here at all. And I didn't realize that until now I'm physically here and God is telling me to presently be here. Like, like be present. Like that means that when your child is in the room and obviously like right now we're listening to the recording of this, you're doing something like your kid might be there. I'm not saying that like you absolutely can't ever do anything for yourself and you should be, that is absolutely not what I'm saying. I am like the opposite way of that. (laughs) Like you take care of you first and your husband first, and then your kids can come last. Like, honestly, and that is biblical, but I'm realizing that when like in, um, in Genesis, God tells us when he created humans, he created us to be fruitful and to multiply. That is literally what he said that he wanted humans to do. Now go be fruitful and multiply. And I put a blessing on you and God knows what that meant. Like in order to multiply, God knew what that was going to entail. Like, okay, I want you to have kids. And a lot of these people had like 10, 20, 30 kids. They weren't just like, oh, I think I'll have one baby. Like they were having kids. And back then, I think like way back when, like when when Noah's Ark was going on or, you know, any of these things, like think way back in the day, how hard that must've been for women and men raising kids in this house where you don't have electricity, you don't have water, you're not like going to the grocery store, you don't have a Costco membership, or you're getting bulk supply of stuff, you now need more hunters, more gatherers, you need a bigger garden, you need more livestock, you need more things. And so imagine how busy that was. Do you think that those people had time to also go and do all these other hobbies, or also go and build all these other businesses or chase all of their dreams? That mom didn't have time to do that. If that mom was like, I'm going to travel from village to village and I'm going to preach about Jesus or I'm going to go educate students or they have a passion for like special needs or handicap or something. And it's like, you can't go do that. You can't fulfill that passion right now because you're raising your kids. You have 20 kids and you live in this, in this village. Like, I really think that we underestimate as moms and how much God has our mission right here in front of us. 
and maybe your kids are older where you're like, my kids aren't really around like me that often. Maybe you have grandkids. Maybe you have younger women in your life that aren't actually your blood children, but you are the mother figure that's placed in their life. Like we really have so much right in front of us that we are called to do. We're designed to do. We're on a mission to do, but because we don't feel like that's enough because society tells us that's not enough. Once all the women started going to work, it was like, well, no, now, now the norm is two people inside the home are working. Like that's the norm. And I'm absolutely not saying you shouldn't work. Obviously, you know, that's not the message at all. But the message is when you are with your children, are you being present? And are you, and take it a step further, are you just not just being present, but do you feel like it's a mission? Do you feel accomplished? Do you feel like, yes, I like showed up and did this. I had an assignment today and I completed my assignment with God. Not just, oh, my assignment with God is to build a course or to grow my followers to 10,000 or to rank up five ranks in my company. Not like long-term goals, not our own goals and our own mission that we're putting on, but what are the day-to-day things that God is telling us to do? And in order to hear that, those to-do lists, and we talked about that before, like waking up and reporting to God, like, okay, I'm here, I'm up, I'm ready, I'm listening. What do you have for me today? If you wake up and you just like grab your, and I'm guilty of this, I did it this morning. I wake up, my alarm clock is literally titled date with God. (laughs) So when I wake up and my alarm's going off and it says date with God, if I like snooze, which I always do, I snooze like at least two or three times, but I like snooze. And every time I think like, I'm literally snoozing on God, (laughs) give me 10 more minutes. I'm like really tired. And if you think about that in a real sense, like if God was waiting at my kitchen table for me, or he was waiting at a restaurant with a cup of coffee. And I was like, I just need more sleep. Oh, I just need more sleep. Like I lost out on 20 or 30 minutes with God when it's like, if he was at a restaurant waiting for me, would I be 20, 30 minutes late for him there? And be like, I was just really tired. Like, I'm sorry. I couldn't get up to come here. Like really thinking about that. And then we're like crying throughout the day. Like, this is so hard. I don't know what to do. Help me with this. And we're in the Valley and we're feeling like we're a failure and we're feeling like we're not enough. Like yesterday when I was talking to my mom, I just kept saying like, I'm just so irritated with myself. Like I'm sick of myself. I can't even get away from myself. I'm just sick of myself because nothing I ever do is good enough for me. I feel like I am the abuser to myself and I can't get out of it. Like, it doesn't matter what I do. It's just never going to be enough. And, and I knew I was in the Valley. Here's like a huge way to know that you're in the Valley for sure is if you go to people for advice and no matter what they say, you have an excuse. That won't work. I tried that before. Yeah, I did that and it didn't work. Yeah, I tried to do that, but I just can't do it. No, it's not really that. It's, you, you know, you always are like avoiding. It doesn't matter if they told you like every single thing you needed to hear, the perfect thing to do, you still wouldn't be doing it. And so that's how you know. And that's how I knew yesterday that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the valley. Like I didn't even know I was in the valley until I started picking up on those signs 
Um, red flags that you're in the valley are like huge things to look out for because if you can recognize the sign, you can put it together because when you're in the emotional state of being in the valley, when you're like overwhelmed, burnt out, annoyed, irritated, over, like you're just stressed out, you're in, and this isn't a, a long season. I used to think that being in the valley, like had to be a long season. You can be in the valley for two hours. You know, you can just be there for 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be very long, but you can get out if you recognize the symptoms. So the symptoms are bad mood. Like, are you in a bad mood for no reason? Let me add no reason. Because sometimes my husband will be like, you're in a bad mood for no reason. I'm like, um, no, there is a reason. And this is why I'm in a bad mood because nobody thinks there's a reason. Like open your eyes, family. Like this is why your mom is on a rampage right now is because look what's going on. So if you're in a bad mood for no reason and you know you're in a bad mood and you want to change your mood, but you can't, you're like, be happy, be happy, be happy, be happy. And you just can't. Okay, bad mood, number one. Number two, napping or excessive sleeping like sleeping in, snoozing on your alarm. Um, and it's really not necessarily, for me at least, it's not going to bed early. Um, usually when I'm in the valley, I'm staying up later and I'm waking up later. Because at night I'm staying up and I'm like spending time like scrolling excessively on my phone or watching things on Netflix, watch, like just watching shows, um, really I'm like not doing anything productive. I'm just like staying up because it feels good. And so excessive sleeping naps during the day, um, finding yourself saying you're tired. The slogan of the show is you're not tired. You're just uninspired because that is one of the biggest red flags that I notice in my life that when I'm inspired, I like literally cannot even sleep. Like I'm not even tired. I don't even want to sleep. I feel like it's a waste of time. Like I am up late at night and I'm creating and I'm writing and I'm editing videos and I'm journaling and I'm spending time with God. I'm doing like productive things when I'm awake. And then in the morning, my alarm clock goes off and I get right up and I'm like ready to start my day. And I, at night, I'm not even really sleeping because I just keep having these ideas and waking myself up with all these ideas that I have. And that's how I know I'm inspired. You can actually get to a place in your life where you're living in that inspiration mood for way longer than you are not. And I used to think like, how, you know, how can I like live in this emotion longer? Because that inspiration comes from being motivated. Uh, nobody can motivate you. You can only motivate yourself. People can inspire you and then you feel motivation. And so motivation is an emotion. And humans all have emotions and we have different emotions and it is impossible as a human to live in one emotional state all the time. Impossible. You cannot in our flesh. Now to God, you can live in a joyful, abundant, grateful state all the time, feeling the emotion of joy to your core if you're constantly walking with God. And that's a way to not to not ever let your fire go out is waking up, reporting to God, okay, what is my assignment today? And then listening and doing it and you will feel joy. So I'm grateful I talked to my mom yesterday. So also be careful when you reach for advice, who you're reaching to. Um, I have a, my best friend is, I have two best friends and they're not Christians. 
um, like Christian, like in a sense where they match everything up with God's word, when they give advice, they'll give advice that is like not biblical, but it just feels good. Um, like for instance, like, um, you know, the, they would be like, you know what, like maybe just like get your babysitter and go out for some margaritas with some friends and just day drink. And it's like, that's probably not like the best advice to give somebody, but they're like, you deserve it. You know, and it's just like a friend, like being, telling you, like, take some time off, go have some margaritas with your friends. Like, you know, you'll feel better. It's good. It's good advice to them. They they're doing it because they feel like it's good advice, but biblically like, no, 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 no. Like, no, 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 no. Do not go there. You're in the Valley. That is the last thing that you should be doing. So be careful who you're getting advice from because they might have like good intentions and be, but they're not going to give you good sound biblical advice. If you don't have anyone in your life that can give you biblical advice, then I would reach for someone who can at least give you, you know, like non-dramatic advice or just ask someone like, can you just listen? Um, I just need you to listen. And sometimes you can say that to your spouse too. Like I say that to my husband where I'll be like, I just need you to listen. Like, just act like you're listening. You don't even have to be listening. Can you just like act like, because I can tell when he's not and he'll be like totally like zoned out and I'll be like, are you listening right now? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I need you to like, to make it look like you're listening because I lose my train of thought. So just like, like act like you're interested and then just say, okay, at the end and I won't ask you any questions. And so like, you know, you just need that. So you might have someone like that in your life. But if you have like questions, like like real questions where you're like, why would God, why would God let really great people die and really crappy people live? Why would he let these children be sex trafficked and taken from their homes? Like he could just like destroy those guys. He could drop them dead right there. Like, why is he keeping them alive? These are like real questions that I've recently like looked into. The, the website that I go to, it's called gotquestions.org. And you can just type that in as the question. You can be like, how do you know Jesus was really here on the earth? How do you know God exists? Um, you know, what is, what is the, what does God say about drinking? What does God say about parenting? What does the Bible say about parenting? You, know, you can type in anything and it'll give you stuff really good resources I really like that website. Um, I check a lot of things there, like a ton of stuff. Um, you can even put like who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes? Who, like how did the book of Psalm get written? Like you can just like, as you start, I think it's important, like as you're going through your Bible, what I do is I have my notebook and I write down any questions that I have as I'm reading. Like the one day I was like, I was like, I thought Matthew wrote this book, but then they just wrote and said like, oh, let's ask Matthew. I was like, he's, I thought he was the author. Like, what is that? And so I just like wrote it down. So I could be like, okay, I need to like, I need to know this answer. So just trying to like ask questions um, that really helps. Erin, what was that website again? Gotquestions.org. I just put it in the okay. chat too. Gotquestions.org. Oh. Yeah, so it's, oh, it's a super good website, but so make sure your advice that you're getting is sound advice. Just make sure. Um, also, don't ever forget that you have God that you can ask these questions to. 
Because when you ask for advice and you're telling someone your problem, they're only hearing what you think is important to mention. They're not hearing all the things that are really important that you're not mentioning, all the things that God can see that you can't, because we have to use our faith to see, um, because we can't actually see these promises that God has for us. And we can't actually see that he says, like, I have set you apart. I have anointed you. You are chosen in my kingdom. You are going to accomplish huge things. You have gifts and talents that I need you to do. We can't see that. And so it's hard for us, but we have to use our faith to practice that. But he can see all of that. So spending time like in your room and just being like, Lord, I have no idea what you have in store for me. Just talk to him. Like you would be talking to a friend. Like that is literally all you have to say is like, God help me. I don't even know what to say right now, but I am not in a good place. You know that my day is totally sucking. I don't want to feel this way. I, I don't believe what you say and I need to help me believe it. Like just talk, like let it out and just talk to him. I will like literally even turn on music and then I will like talk quietly and I will just, it helps me like stay focused on, on like my words and talking. But after I talked to her, I, oh, and I think it's important to be like in a community like this. And that's why we have an open invitation for anyone to join us live because it creates a community where then we can all be in the same chat together and we hear each other talk. So then you can message them and be like, Hey, can you pray for me? Or, Hey, what do you think about this? Or you can just put it in our chat. Like, like, do you guys have a good video on depression or like, we can just, anyone can say anything in there. And that's because there are a lot of people that are the first in their generation to want to learn about God that they don't have a mom to call. They don't have a grandma to call. They don't have a dad, a friend even to call. Either they are like, I am the only person and like everything I do is online. So I don't have like that community. That's why we've created this because for people exactly like that. So don't feel like, well, what do I do if I don't have anyone to ask advice? You do have people and you always have me. You could always ask me anything and I will always respond or I will send you to someone who has the best answer you always can. Even if you've never been on live or you've never talked to me, but you listen to the podcast, like you can always message me on Instagram and I will promise to message you back. And so it's important once you have, once you recognize that you're in the Valley. So I had this like, oh my gosh, I'm making excuses. Everything she says, I'm like deflecting like, no, 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 no. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. I tried that. I realized it was in the Valley. And so when I got off the phone with her, I was like, okay. And, and because I write stuff down, I was able to see my own words in my own writing that told me to slow down and to be present. That is what God told me to do. Slow down and be present. And when he told me, I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget that he told me. And when you're in an emotional state, it's almost like, you know, in men in black when they like hold up the pen and he like presses the it flashes and you forget. Like, I feel like emotions are very much like that too, because you're in this emotional state of let's just say you're fighting with your husband or you're fighting with a kid or you're, you know, you're fighting with someone and you're going back and forth and you're saying all your points and you're like, I need to tell you this and one more thing and one more thing. And sometimes like we just, my husband and I don't really like ugly fight very often at all. We've gotten past that um, because we've ugly fought thousands of times and we finally have like learned to get past that. But about two weeks ago, we had an ugly fight we were leaving the house and I told all the kids to go get in the car. And like my husband and I stayed in the house 
And I just had like a few things that I needed to like prove my point and say, and he had a few things and we both just said things like as it came out of my mouth where I was like, ew, like, why, like, why am I doing this? Why am I like, why am I saying this stuff to him? Like, I was so mad and I don't know. I was just, I, I was just, I don't even remember like what it was exactly, but it was something really disrespectful. Um, because when we fight, I get like that, like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to respect you. Like you're going to respect me, you know, like this feeling. And so it's like this power, like struggle. And so when you're in that emotional state, you like do and say things that aren't your real character. And then later you're like, I don't really like right now. Like, I don't like, this is proof right here. I honest to God, do not remember what I said. And I have a really, I have a pretty good memory. I really do not believe what I, like, I don't, I couldn't even like, all I know is that it was something like disrespectful. And we were literally in here. He was in here in the office and I was in the toy room doing something. Um, oh, I was cleaning up dog pee. And that's probably why I was like so mad. And I just like said this, but when you're in a different emotional state, you like literally don't remember. And so when you're in this state of the valley or pure joy, like where you're crying because you just feel God's love and you're like, so like in alignment, like this morning driving to Sophia's school, I was like holding back tears. And I was thinking like, I just, she's a huge empath. And if she sees me cry, she'll cry. And then she'll like worry all day. Like why was mom crying? Even if it was happy tears, it doesn't matter. So like, I'm like, don't cry in front of Sophia. Don't cry. Like, don't let her know. And she knows. Like I will literally have my back to her and feeling like I'm about to cry or not feeling good. And she'll like walk up and just put her hand on my back. Like she's just, we're so connected and she'll do that. Skylar on the other hand, doesn't care. I could be like bawling and she doesn't even ask me what's wrong. (laughs) Like she's like, you know, it's like totally different. But so I'm like, hold it together. I drop her off at school. And then I'm like, just bawling, like, oh, like God's love and acceptance and like, how do you love me so much? Like, I'm so unworthy of your love. I am, I am, I seek the approval of others. I have so much pride. I'm a perfectionist. I'm a control freak. I don't believe what you say about me. I'm insecure. Like, but you still keep showing up and saying like, here I am. Like, I'm leading you. I'm leading you. So I was just like crying and crying. And when you feel like that, you need to write it down because you're gonna forget how you felt. You're going to forget the words God gave you, the assignment he gave you, because your emotion is going to change and it's going to wipe your memory. When you're feeling insecure and you don't have belief in what you're doing, you will not remember the good things God spoke over you. And that is why I have my highlight on my Instagram that says promises, because I created it for myself. So that I could go back through my highlights and I could read God's promises when I don't believe his promises. I can read his promises when I feel like I'm this big and I'm a piece of crap in the valley. Like, I'm like, no, let me read these. Like, I am chosen. I am set apart. I am wonderfully made. I Like, all of these things that we can go back and read, the promises that God has on our life, it's so important because we forget. So I wrote down slow down, be present. The mission is to be present with your family is to raise your family and to be a respectful wife. And that one was hard to write down. (laughs) I was like, okay, I will write down the R word. Like I will do it. 
I do respect my husband a ton. We run a love and respect class at our church. My husband and I have taken it five times. We're, far, we're about to start it the sixth time on April 27th. If you're in my area of Southeastern Michigan, you can enroll in the class, just message me. But it's still my flesh still doesn't want to respect. My flesh still wants to be selfish and righteous. And that's what my flesh wants. And I know that it will overpower me if I don't keep spending time with God. And I don't keep, it's just like an athlete. Like you constantly have to exercise that muscle of like, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to train for something. You're going to go into the gym or I want to lose 10 pounds. So I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start moving my body. If you stop, then you're not going to build the muscle. You're not going to, you're, I mean, I literally was like in the gym for a few weeks and then I haven't gone in a week and a half. And I feel like I haven't gone in a year. Like, I'm like, wow, I like, that's a crazy, like, I feel like I was just like getting up to it. And now I lost it again. It's the exact same thing. So don't think like, oh, I'll spend a couple of days with God. And then like life's busy. It's the end of the month or it's the middle of the month, or I'm have this busy project at work or, and then you slow down because it will, you'll like start to lose it again. And so when you are in the Valley and you start to recognize these signs, the best, fastest way to get out. Like I did a whole podcast on this. Um, it's maybe episode 33, 32. It's called getting out step one. <laughs> so that's like the whole thing was about getting out. But the only way to get out is time with God. And so this morning I woke up and I felt like I really wanted to watch Elevation Church, which is a church that I found at the beginning of COVID on YouTube just randomly one day. And it literally was the thing that paved my way of changing my life for the last year and a half. Um, hearing him talk so openly and vulnerably about, you know, his insecurities and what God's telling him and all of the stuff that he talked about really made me feel not alone anymore. And I couldn't believe that another human was feeling these same emotions. Like, oh my gosh, there's like this other person. He's literally preaching about anxiety. He's preaching about depression and he's talking about it biblically. Like you have anxiety because you're doing everything against God's word in your life. And then you're like, I feel so anxious. And yeah, like to me, I'm like, well, I'm not a, I'm not a drug addict anymore. I'm not like, you know, cheating on my husband. I'm not addicted to pornography. I'm not doing like any of these things, but I was still doing a lot of things that were very unbiblical like being so obsessed with money and success and way too busy for my kids and way too busy for my husband and overspending like crazy and overeating. And there were a lot of things that I was doing and it was leading me to feel so bad. And I just thought like, well, I'm not a drug addict. So like, I'm fine. I'm not like sinning that bad. Like, it's okay. Like, but really like I realized in August of 2020 that my anxiety that I had been having for years was seeing a therapist for that. It wasn't actually anxiety from the devil and it was self-induced because of the lifestyle that I was choosing to live so far away from God. Like I think of a dog, like my dog has, I have two dogs. They have invisible fences and they have the collars. And so they know like where they can go. And when they're in our yard, you know, they're so confident and they're like, this is my yard and they run around and they're like, this is their domain, but they, their collars weren't working a couple of weeks ago and they got out of their boundary 
and I didn't know. And we found out they were gone and looked at our local Facebook page and someone had posted them. And so we went and we found them and, and the dogs were like terrified. <laughs> they were like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so glad you're here. They were so scared when they came back in their boundary and it's because they were out of their comfort zone. They were out there with no master and out there on their own. And they were like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. And it's the exact same way when we get out into the world and we are just like out of that boundary and it feels so bad and it feels so overwhelming and it can be so hard sometimes because we're away from God and we're not with him. And so I turned on elevation this morning. If you go to the link in my bio, I have the whole series linked in there. Um, I think it's like the very top video. Um, Pastor Furtick is his name, Elevation Church. And it's, I think, a five video series on um, like anxiety and being triggered and depression and all of that. So if you're in that spot, I highly recommend you take some time and spend five hours over the next however long it takes you and listen to that. And I listen to these things. I do not sit down and hold my phone and watch these. You can. But I like to listen to them when I'm getting ready. And so I have a TV that's like, right, I can see it from my bathroom in my room. And I put it on my TV and I turn it up really loud. And my favorite thing ever to do is to take a shower. And then as I'm getting ready, really take my time getting ready and like watch the whole thing. And I have a journal next to me and anything that like comes into my mind, I'll just write it down real quick and then finish getting ready. And that's just what works for me. It's my time. I listen and I like process better as I'm doing something to keep my body like not fidgety. So if I'm like walking and listening to something or driving and listening to something or cleaning and listening to something or showering and listening to something, I just like retain information way better. And I love to do that. It is like torture for me if I had to sit down and like hold a phone and watch it. I feel like I need to be doing something at the same time. So if, if whatever you're doing isn't working, change it up and find like what really works for you. Um, and it always just like takes my mind, like if I'm vacuuming or cleaning or something, now I'm listening to something. And so I'm not really thinking, you know, you can even be listening to these recordings while you're doing something. It's why some people, you know, get on and they'll turn their camera off or something because they're, they're moving around. And so I listened to that this morning and as I turned on my TV I didn't even open the YouTube app yet. And the episode of Elevation Church was like the first thing that popped up. And when I saw it and I clicked on it, I got tears in my eyes and I knew that this episode was going to change it for me. Like I knew that it was exactly what I needed to listen to just based on the title. The title was called like, get in what you're made for. Um, I'll send it in our Telegram chat. And I only listened to about 15 minutes of it because one, I didn't wake up early enough to get like an hour of uninterrupted time before my kids woke up. So my kids were up. And so I had to keep like pausing it because they kept coming in and talking to me. And I also kept pausing it to like write stuff down. And I was writing on my bathroom mirror too, um, things that I like want to see. And like, while I'm getting ready, I like see these things all the time, like reminders, like do not forget. So I just write with an expo marker. So I just kept pausing to like write stuff everywhere. And in 15 minutes, my like whole mind was blown 
And he was talking all about exactly what I needed to hear, by the way, he was even talking about like, if you have a creative mind and you're a creative type of person, like these are the struggles you're going to have. And he's talking about insecurities and about being still and being present. And in the beginning of Genesis, he talks about like, he created the water of the sea and then he created the land and he created the birds and he created the fish and all these things that he created. And then he creates humans and he puts a blessing over them and he doesn't put a blessing over anything else. And so he's, and he hasn't gotten to this point yet, but I know the point that he's making because God just like showed like this whole thing to me in a 50, I'm like, yeah, like, this is so good. Just such validation, which also when things happen to you like that, where you're like, oh, we just heard about this scripture at church on Sunday, or, oh, my daughter just said that, or I was just thinking about this. Those are like little like answers, little breadcrumbs that, you know, you're in the right place. Like my mom yesterday was a breadcrumb for me. Like God was just like, call your mom. And I wouldn't have called my mom if I wasn't obedient and went through healing of this new life class that he told me to join at the beginning of February. I didn't even know why I would be in the class. When I looked at the list, I was like, I don't need to do this. But God was like, oh, yes, you do. Like, look again, child, you need to be here. And so by being like, okay, following God, if I was too busy and if I was still working like I was without like, I don't have time to take a class on Monday. I could do like six hours of work. I would have missed this whole thing because God is like refining me and turning me into the person he wants me to be. He's doing the same thing with you. That all these things that are happening, if you're in the valley, it's not necessarily a bad thing at all because now you're down there and it's like, okay, why do I feel like this? Being in the valley is a red flag that you're disconnected from God. God's not going to put you in the valley. Like God says that it'll be peaceful. It'll be joyful. Those are the fruits of being and spending time with God is peace and joy. I leave with you. You will have that. So if you're not feeling that and you're feeling like poor me and this sucks and I I'm so irritated and I hate this life that I have and I hate this, whatever. And you're feeling angry and you're feeling bitter and you're feeling depressed. Those are not things of God. So that's a red flag that you're feeling like that, that you're disconnected from God. So being in the Valley is great because it's what stops you and makes you realize like, hold up, I'm getting out of here. And God comes down into the Valley with you and he walks with you. He's never gone. It's not like now he can't hear you. Now he doesn't know where you are because he can't see underground. He can see underground. And he, he is right there with you, but you just don't feel him there because your mind is just so focused on everything else. Just like if you're in the desert, if you're in the wherever, the, if you're in Lion King, <laughs> let's say, you're in Lion King and there is a lion in front of you that is staring you down and is like locking eyes and like moving really slow and staring at you and walking towards you. Are you going to notice like the beautiful cute elephants behind you? No, you might even know that the elephants are there, but you can't even like, you're so scared and you have so much fear and you're like, oh my gosh, this lion is about to devour me. And you are just like staring at this lion, like wondering what to do. It's the exact same thing. The beauty is still there, but you can't see it because you're fixated on the scary. You're fixated on the fear. And the fear in life is what if this happens or what will come of this or what's the outcome or what if all, and we worry about oh, what if all these things that don't even matter. 
like all these things that don't matter. Like, oh my God, even like schedules. Like I worry about schedules where I'm like, well, I don't know what we're going to do because Sophia has a soccer game at 10, but we have to be at church at 11 and Dominic needs to be there at 12. And oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do? How is it going to work out? And it's like, why are you sitting here working, worrying about a schedule? Like how dumb, like, and then when stuff like that happened, what always ended up happening was like something would end up getting canceled out of the blue. Like one schedule, one like game would be canceled and it would totally free up our schedule. So I'm like, don't even worry about stuff. Like it's so stupid to even worry, but if you can catch yourself of, okay, I'm in this Valley, I need to get out. And then you can like not be so distracted and spend time with God. He'll give you your next breadcrumb. So this morning, listening to this, I was like, the fact that I even was like, listen to like this, the voice is like, turn on elevation, like watch elevation. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up with God, watch elevation. And I haven't been doing that. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll watch elevation. Like, that'll be good. Watch it. I'm like, yes, this is the video for me. I know it start listening to it. I start like journaling and writing down. And then I'm driving Sophia to school and I'm crying because the joy of the Lord. And just like that, I'm out of the Valley. Like, just like that, I'm like back in my path. I was texting Alicia on the first yesterday saying, not me. I'm so unmotivated. I don't want to do anything. I was telling my mom on the phone. I don't want to do anything today. Nothing. I just want to climb back in bed and go back to sleep. And red flag. So if you need to write out your red flags of the things that you do when you're in the Valley, maybe you start eating snacks more. Maybe when you're in the Valley, you're like finding yourself like in your cabinet, like eating chips and eating crackers and eating chocolate and eating ice cream. And you're like, oh, I wasn't supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be like giving my body what it needs. It's not a red flag list of, you know, like shame yourself. And, or don't do these things. They're just the list of when I do these things, ask myself this question or when I'm overeating or when I'm overspending or when I'm in a bad mood or when I'm sleeping too much or when I feel depressed and irritated, am I in the Valley? And, and if you say no, you, you're probably now just lying to yourself. Because if you're experiencing those things, you are in the valley for a moment. And so taking time out of your busy life, spending it with God will relink you and realign you. But then remember that you are enough. We are all enough. We are doing enough. And if you're a mom, your season of life that you're in right now, God knows that you're going to be busy being a mom, taking care of a house, taking care of grandchildren. And if your kids are older, it doesn't mean that you are like, oh, well, I'm, I'm really not like a mom like that anymore because my kids don't even live here. Well, they still need you. Let me tell you, the more you grow even now in your life, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, I don't care how old you are, the more that you grow at right now, the more you will be able to help your children grow. You might not have known all of this when you were 20, but you know it now. And you learning it now will help give better advice. It will help mentor them. It'll help guide them where that they, they want to be and where they need to be. And they might be busy with their lives and don't have time to come over or call you every single day. And so you might have a lot of free time. You could be praying for your kids. You can be taking that time to pray for them because a mother's prayer is what saves lives. 
moms can pray differently because we have that natural love in us for our kids. Like nothing like a mother's love. Fathers are more like protect and provide. And moms are more soft and loving and mushy when it comes to that. And so you could be praying for your kids and you could be helping and being present with your husband in your house, even just taking care of your house. If you're feeling like irritated to clean your house and you're like, here we go again, more laundry. Yep. Let me just do more laundry. Like that's all I do. Or look, dishes are in the sink again. Like instead of being bitter and complaining about that, and I am totally guilty of this instead think how amazing that God has provided me a house to take care of and, and a husband to take care of and children to take care of. And I'm in here and I'm making an impact on their lives. I am writing notes in their lunch boxes. I'm making their lunch. I'm waking them up. I'm driving them to school. I'm making dinner every night. I'm doing their laundry. You might be busy and not be able to do all of those things. And you know, I'm, I'm not about spoiling the child. My kids have chores and we do not pay them for their chores, but they have chores and they have lots of responsibilities. And there are a lot of things that's expected of them to do. And even our three-year-olds, like, you know, I'm not saying to do everything for them, but whatever you feel called to do these extra little things and to be grateful for them, do them and you'll start to feel so much better, but don't just do them and like, okay, well, I guess I'll just make this lunch instead really be like, I am grateful to do this. I am grateful to serve. I'm grateful that I'm able to be here and to shift your whole entire perspective. But the reason why we talk about the Valley so much and the reason why I'm writing the book, The Valley, is because you cannot, you cannot turn it around on your own. You just can't. You cannot turn it around on your own. You will not be able to turn it around on your own. If you're in the Valley and you're like, I don't care, I'm not. I'm mad at God. I'm not listening to him. I'm not going to spend time. I don't understand the Bible. I don't have money for a Bible. I don't, you're going to have all these excuses. You're going to have all these things. You will not turn it around. Things will continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And if you have a husband and if you have kids, it's not just about you because now you're teaching your children what you're doing not what you wish you were doing or how you think, but they're seeing your actions every day and they're becoming the humans they're becoming by what they're experiencing. So if you're locking yourself in your bedroom and you're having three day long mental health days off where mom doesn't feel good again and she's in her room watching Netflix and the door's closed or leave mom alone, she's in a bad mood or you're binge eating, or you're stress eating, or you're complaining about money, and then you go on a shopping spree, or you complain about money, or you fight with your husband, or all of these things, like that's what your child is seeing. That's what they're turning into is how they're experiencing their life. So if you can't do it for you, do it for them. Do it for them because they don't have a choice. They have to live in your house and they have to experience what they're experiencing. And if you already raised up your kids and you didn't do a good job and you feel like you're not enough and I should have did this and I shouldn't have done that and I should have did this and I shouldn't have done that, you need to forgive yourself and you need to let yourself go. Because at my class on Monday, when they were talking about what pride is, 
Pride is thinking that you are more important than God and that your way is more important. And you might not think that you do that, but if you can't forgive yourself for things, the sovereign God of the entire universe, the creator of all things has forgiven you and you can't forgive you. Like you really think that you are higher than God. Like, well, God can forgive me, but I I just can't do that. Like you are forgiven. That, that prison cell that you're keeping yourself in because you can't forgive yourself for the things that you've done and the way that you were, it is a locked door that's not actually locked. And the door is not even actually closed. It's just kind of like sitting there. And you have tricked yourself into thinking the door is shut, the door is locked, it's a dark hallway, I can't escape, I can't get out, I'm just going to sit here, I was a bad mom, I was an alcoholic, I fought with my husband, I shouldn't have divorced her dad, I should have divorced your dad, all these things that you should have, should have, should have, like, let them go. The devil is like, oh, I got the keys to your cell, you can't get out. And the cell isn't even locked or closed, you just have to walk up and open the door when you open it. It's a beautiful field in heaven and it's right there. And you're literally just holding yourself inside of this box. And it's insane to me, like literally insane that our brains are the way that they are, that yesterday I was feeling like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do and who even am I? And is this ever going to work? And I just want to be successful and I want to impact the world. And I just have so much to do and I have no motivation to do it. And I have this whole list of all these things that I need to be doing. And I just don't feel like doing anything. I want to sleep and I want to drink and I want to shop and I don't want to do anything that I'm supposed to. And then this morning, I'm literally just like beaming and just in the light and enjoy and gratitude and in alignment and feeling like I am exactly where God wants me to be. And I feel it. I feel equipped and I feel a chosen and I feel anointed and I feel great. Like it literally was a 12 hour difference. It was a 12 hour difference. It was not like everything changed. Nothing changed besides the way I looked at it. And that is like 99% of our problems is our perspective. The way that we're looking at things When people finally get to the point of figuring out their brand, like it is a long, 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 long journey trying to be like, okay, do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? Who am I? What do I have to do? You have to uncover a lot of stuff. It takes a long time when you're finally like, I feel like I'm here in alignment. It is the most incredible feeling because you feel like this just like radiating this like abundancy around you, just like whirling around you, like a tornado almost inside of you of like, this is what I'm made for. You're joyful, you're present, you're happy, you're you're just so different. And when you get to that place, so many people, their brand actually didn't change a whole lot. Like when I look at their Instagram or like I look at the original stuff they wrote down in my course, like, Um, if you go to mentoringthemasses.com, I have my whole branding course in there and you can go on there. And when you write down your journal stuff that it has you write down, like, who are you? What do you want? The end goal a year later, when you finally figure it out or six months or two years, it's, it's pretty much the same thing you wrote down, but all of a sudden you're thinking about it differently. 
it's just your perspective has changed. Nothing really has changed besides the way you think about it. And spending time with God and reading God's word will make your brain change the way you think about things. It's not that you're going to be rich and you're going to have every single thing that you've ever wanted and you're going to rank up 10 times and you're going to have the fastest growing sales team and write the best book. It's about you're feeling like you're clear and you feel like you have everything when you really don't. And a lot of times, like, like I was chasing money and I knew when I had a lot of money that I would feel better, but like, I was way happier when I was making less money than when I was making more money. And even now to this day, like right now, if I didn't know anything about my finances at all, and like, I didn't have access to my to my bank account and I didn't talk to my husband and I, and I had no clue how much I was making, I would feel way more abundant right now than I felt when I was a top 10 earner in my network marketing company. Like hands down, like yes, today I am way more abundant. I am way, way more abundant than I was. But like the numbers don't show that. I'm not making $35,000 a month right now. So the numbers don't show that at all. I'm not making anything near that, but I don't care. But I don't care because money isn't freedom. Money isn't fulfillment. Money isn't success. Money isn't happiness at all. That comes from the Lord. Your joy comes from the Lord. It comes from inside your mind, your perspective of your life. So check yourself today. It's a Wednesday. It doesn't have to be a Monday to check yourself, but check yourself today and keep track of your symptoms. What are you feeling today? Are you really tired? Are you irritated? Are you moody? Are you hungry? Where are you feeling and what are you doing? And how can you spend time with God today in your schedule? Maybe it's just driving home from work. You're like, I'm going to listen to an Elevation Church episode on YouTube, or I'm going to turn on this Christian music when I'm in the shower and I'm just going to sing and I'm going to praise God and I'm going to be present in praising God. Or I'm going to pick up those kids from school and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to greet them and I'm going to make the best dinner I've ever made for my husband and I'm going to show up. How can you be present in exactly where God has placed you today? You are exactly where you are supposed to be. If God wanted you somewhere else, I promise you he is powerful enough to move you. It is not hard to move you. He can move you in a second. If he wanted you somewhere else, he would move you there. You are where you're supposed to be. And if there's a door that's going to open, then it's going to open and you're going to walk through it. But until the door opens, you're not meant to walk through it. So a prayer that I pray for every single day, this is the last thing I'm going to say, is I pray because I'm not, I'm not really good at like seeing the path. <laughs> like, I'm like, is this the path or is that the path? Like, where, where's the path here? So God knows that, that I'm just not really keen on picking those things up. So I pray that God lights the path or slams the door. Like, I can't do this whole, like, you decide, like, red door or green door. Like, I need, like, like fireworks and, like, the whole path is lit up and there's, like, lights and an arrow and, like, a person saying, like, come this way. And the other one, I need, like, chains. I need, like, 50-foot fence. Like, do not enter. Not this way turn back around, wrong way, make a U-turn. Like that is what I pray for. Light the path or slam the door. And I've been praying that since August of 2020. 
And God always does light the path or slam the door. If it's a relationship, light the path or slam the door. If it's my kids, I just was praying, like, should I take away social media? Should I take away their phones? I just felt convicted in my own heart. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. Either light the path, like, yes, they can have phones or slam the door. No, they can't. And what do you know? Like the next day, they both got busted with like two things on social media. And I was like, yes, thank you, Lord. God answered my prayer. Give me your phone. Like we're done. So pray for that and it will work. You will start to be like, oh, okay, this is the path I walked down. This is clearly the path. So a little prayer for you, a little pro tip. So thanks for being on. I love you guys so much. Remember you're chosen and anointed. If you need anything, please DM me. Like, even if you just need to vent, even if you're like, I just need to like ask you one question, do it. Um, if there's anything that I do that you would like to know more about, like how did you start a podcast or how do you get confident talking or how do you know you're calling, message me. And I have tons of books and videos and things that I can recommend for you. So I will see you back on here on Friday. I love you all so much. Have a great day. Thanks for being on. Bye. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley, and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.